Hello friends, before we get started on this next amazing episode, I just wanted to give a short shout out to our team at MetalCloak, the group that makes this podcast possible. From engineering to production, from marketing to sales, from accounting to HR, every member of the MetalCloak family works diligently every day to bring some of the world's best products to the off-road enthusiast. Designed, engineered, proven, MetalCloak. That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of the Modern Jeeper Show. What was your very first Jeep? A 1993 YJ. <laughs> yeah, mine, cool. too, mine too. Uh, that was my, my love. My '93 YJ. I yeah, love square headlights for life, please. Yeah, yes, you know, <laughs> square headlights for life. The Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Hello, Modern Jeepers, and welcome to episode number 43 of the Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Can you believe this is already episode number 43? Wow. This week, Mr. Madsen Brakey, Mr. Modern Jeeper, myself, Corey Osborne, and a special guest, Mr. Andrew McLaughlin of Let's Roll Off-Road, talk about all things Jeep. Madsen is still at home, but recovering well. Other than trying to fill the newly created space inside his skull, he's anxious to get back to a regular work schedule. After recovering from a Thanksgiving holiday trip to Moab, and Madsen recovering from a busy day cooking, ah, should he really be cooking? We get to have Ultra 4 racer and off-road shop owner Andrew join us for some insight into all that he has going in the off-road world. We talk about thieves and why they suck, Ultra Fort Racing versus Dirt Riot, Johnson Valley, home of King of the Hammers, the Jeep Gladiator, and why it just works, how a coilover conversion can be done better, and what events to look forward to in the coming days and weeks. Another awesome tech tip of the week, Andrew shares with us some of the things to think about when death wobble is on your mind. And here's a hint, it's all about the touch. As a reminder, please check out ModernJeeperAdventures.com for trips that offer beautiful locations, awesome wheeling. Modern Jeeper is extremely grateful to our sponsors, including Warren Winches, Raceline Wheels, Best Top, Milestar Tires, Rugged Radios, and of course, Metal Cloak. Sit back, relax with a cold one, and enjoy episode number 43 of the Modern Jeeper Show. Well, hello, Modern Jeepers. It's another episode of the Modern Jeeper Show. Matt's in here with Metal Cloak, along with Mr. Modern Jeeper, Corey Osborne. Hey, guys. Well, Corey, gosh, uh, you just had uh, a pretty exciting Thanksgiving, it looked like. You know, where mine was a little bit boring here because I'm still going through recovery. But, but, man, you were down in Moab with some friends. It sounded like a great time. 
You know, it was. Uh, it's been a long time since we've kind of, I don't know, taken Thanksgiving off, I guess. And uh, I don't know that we totally took it off from work-related things, but uh, it was nice to get out of town and, and spend some time with some friends. And, and the weather was, oh, uh, it was hit and miss, like 50-50, but we had a couple of really good days. And, and you know, you're still like a head injury patient. You you can't You can't go do stuff yet. Well, you know what? The funny part was, and probably shouldn't be saying this on this on our podcast and putting it out in public, but man, Thanksgiving, I thought I was going to breeze through Thanksgiving, not cooking this year and like have it delivered or, or have somebody else take care of it. And we did a very, very lightweight Thanksgiving. It was just, just the direct family. No visitors, no, you know, usually we've hosted. Somehow I ended up cooking a turkey, cooking a ham, cooking some side dishes, you know. <laughs> Now that was Thursday. I spent all day Friday in bed recovering from oh, that sure. because I, I, you know, my drive to do things is is greater than my ability. Right, I still get tired uh, pretty easily and and uh, and get headaches and stuff. So it's been a, it's it's still a uphill battle. Um, but it's been, but again. I have the, the the initial drive like, oh, I can do that fine. And thankfully, I have a wife here who kicks me in the ass when I try to do something I'm not supposed to, you know, and uh, and gets me back in. So it it was it was fun. It was enjoyable to do it and feel normal. But then I pay the price for that for that feeling of normalcy. But well, so what, what, kudos to her for what? for keeping track of you and taking care of you. Um, I know she's got her hands full for sure. Um, yeah, no, Moab was great. It was uh, we got to spend some time with with Jeremy and Heidi Outlaw Jeep Adventures, and then uh, we had uh, four, five, six, well, two couples and some kids join us fr- up from New Mexico. Uh, Brian and Jody, and uh, John and Becky, and their kids. Um, we got to run. Uh, we, we ran Poison Spider on on uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, ate at the brewery in typical wow. Moab fashion for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> wow. Friday, the uh, the weather was horrible. It pretty much rained and sleeted and snowed all day in Moab. But it gave us some time to to take care of some some things I needed to address on the CTI trailer. And and a shout out to to John and and Brian for helping me get those things taken care of. And then uh, Saturday, we actually ran top of the world in the snow. Uh, definitely different. That was definitely a different experience. Never been to top of the world driving in uh, three, four inches of snow. Well, and actually, I can't say that I drove because we took Jesse's uh, two-door JK and uh, Brian and John were actually in side-by-sides. They didn't have any problems, but I tell you, it was it was slick, it was icy, and it was cold. But uh, it made for some spectacular photos, and they'll be showing up on modernjeeper.com. Oh, that's awesome. It sounds like fun. Wow. Yeah. Top of the world. Yep. I've never been up there in those kind of conditions. That's uh, some great trails. Well, yeah. How fun is that now? Now, uh, at the Moab Brewery, so was it a traditional? Did they have like a traditional Thanksgiving dinner? They did. That was an option. So they had uh, kind of a select separate menu that you could order from. I believe their full menu was still available, but they had like prime rib and turkey and, and uh, yeah, the typical, the, the whole thing with stuffing and potatoes and, and all of it. Wow. That's awesome. And that's yeah. that what you had or what did you go for? I actually for- did. No, I was, I went traditional and, and, and the majority of the people at our table did. Uh, it was nice. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, that's what Thanksgiving is about, right? Hanging out with friends and family and really getting a chance to enjoy yourself. And, you know, as least, at least you didn't say, yeah, we were sitting around the shop watching football or something. I mean, you're in Moab. You went out and did something enjoyable and fun. I had quite an experience. So that's, that's awesome. exactly right. Yeah. It Kudos was, it was to a you. Good Kudos time. to Jesse. And, and I'm glad that, uh, that Brian and all of them had a great time. Definitely. Yeah, it was fun. Now, I want to go back to your trailer because you mentioned you had to do a bit of work on this. And I want to bring this up because I think it's absolutely asinine that it happened. But somebody stole your controller from the CTI trailer at the last event you were at. Correct. And I, I was hesitant on on really wanting to throw it out there. But I, I think you're you're right in that we it needs to be mentioned. Um, it actually happened while we were at SEMA. and you know, it's it, this is something that is is partially my fault as well because the way the trailer was built, the controller box was actually made to be unplugged from the trailer itself and be kept separately. But I have locking toolboxes on the front of the trailer, as you know, and and I I, I very rarely would take the controller out. I mean, I would I was more protective of our CTI stickers uh, than I really was of the controller, thinking you know what, this controller doesn't operate anything else for anyone. But uh, so we went to SEMA and we, we uh, you know, it was, we, we went to Logandale first and had a great event there with the hump and bump folks and uh, parked it in a secure lot at the, the Hilton, uh, the Grand Destinations Vacation Club there right next to the Westgate, right next to the convention center. Um I just never really even thought about it. And I'm, I was actually out at the trailer on, on Wednesday. Nothing was of a miss. Nothing looked like it was out of place. We did not stay at that particular hotel for the re- last three days of SEMA. We, we stayed at a different location. Uh, when I came Saturday morning to pick the trailer up, I noticed that one of the toolboxes was kind of propped open a little bit, and that's just not how I leave things. Of course, I opened the box, and the main controller is is has been unplugged and is gone. Now, what's interesting about it is in that toolbox, I had tools. I had some screwdrivers. There were a couple tape measures. There were two brand new packages that had not been opened of some gloves. The only thing that was missing was the controller. Hmm. Um, I'm sure it's somebody that either knew that that controller could be unplugged and they were really wanting to just mess with us. And when I say us, I mean me, metal cloak, modern <laughs> jeeper, all of it. Um, at the same time, I've also been told by the security people there that that camera or those there are cameras in that parking lot, but literally at night they don't show a whole lot. Um, they'd have to review three days of footage, um, like literally having somebody sit there and monitor. I think he said there were twenty-two cameras. Oh, jeez! Because that parking lot is actually owned by the Westgate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, it, their security guy wasn't very helpful, but anyways, I, I don't know. I, I've heard that there's a lot of, th- uh, theft there. And yeah, people it, will steal something and take it to the pawn shop for wire. <laughs> um, well, and it's asinine. I mean, it just, it, it, it just 
it always bugs me when people steal things, you know, and it's getting to be more and more common. Uh, I think as, as people are just somehow, and it's this, this constant degradation, right. And, and I, and I don't know who said it, um, but there's the more that we excuse um, degraded uh, uh, morality, you know, the more it becomes commonplace. Right. That's, that's exactly a, right. That's a paraphrase, right? And, and it's just there are so many things that we look at now in our society that are, ah, you know, it's not a big deal that a guy's panhandling on a corner. Or, you know, it's not a big deal that the homeless is going through your trash. It's not a big deal that we smoke pot, you know, or whatever. It's all the, it's all these other things that are now that were considered morally reprehensible are now morally acceptable. And right. it just makes, well, Hey, I needed something. I stole it. What's, what are you going to do? I mean, it's just, and it just bugs the living daylights out of me that that's just a pet peeve that people are just accepting this as, as this is what I do. I steal things, you know, and you, and it's something television comes about on that too, right? You see these shows like sons of anarchy and these others where the, the protagonists are criminals, and we're supposed right. to accept that as part of our said, oh yeah, he's a criminal, but he's a good guy. Like we're gonna we're gonna root for those criminals over these other criminals. And just and just I don't get it. But well, you know, and for something something like the controller on the CTI trailer is as our followers and our fans know, we don't charge anything. Medical doesn't charge people to get on that trailer, and we try to be helpful and and give some some education back to the off-road industry so somebody taking that controller literally it, it uh you know i will say this in true metal cloak and modern jeeper fashion we never missed a beat it affected <laughs> us it affected us zero it took a little bit of time it took a little bit of money and you know what we didn't miss an event we didn't miss anything at all did I beat myself up for a couple of days? Yeah. Will it happen again? No, it won't. Um, <laughs> but it just is, it's kind of, oh, it's now you laid a challenge down there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So now it's, un you, it's just unfortunate. Well, and, and speaking of which you have an event coming up. Um, and uh, in fact, you're going to be in the state of our upcoming guest. Um, what's the event you're going to? So we're going to go down to just outside of Tucson. Um, there's an event called Jeeps and Jingles uh, put on by a club down there. It's a, it's a fundraiser. It's a smaller event. Um, you know, it's nice. To, we get to go down somewhere warm when it's going to start to snow here again in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jeeps and Jingles is on Saturday. And then we're going to work our way back up to uh, headquarters there in Sacramento and spend some time out there with, with the mothership and take care of some, some needed maintenance items and get to see everyone. And yeah. Yeah. We're definitely looking forward to having you up here, but yeah, it, looks like, it sounds like a great event. I know, there were some other options that weekend, but uh, this is a uh, 
it's also a veterans focused event, as I understand. So that's right. Uh, that's right. That's, that's great. It's great to support them and be able to do that. So looking forward to seeing how that event goes. It'll be our first time um, uh, down there. But uh, uh, speaking of which, you know, uh, at my end, I've got nothing going on other than uh, just uh, trying to work my way through and, and recover from this Black Friday, Cyber Monday, 11 days of sales that Metal Cloak just did. And, and the guys at the shop are working diligently and I think we're getting uh, those orders out in record time, which is which is absolutely awesome. Um, but uh, and I haven't been there, but I've been working from home uh, again. I shouldn't be saying this on public media, but uh, trying to to monitor and help and, and push through the best I could. So, but nothing happy on our end. We're just looking forward to seeing you uh, next week. So, uh, but that brings us to our guest because you're going to be down in Arizona, and our guest is uh, is kind of the guy in Arizona these days. Uh, you may know him from uh, from Ultra Four Racing, um, and he's been doing that for. Well, we'll find out. We'll talk to him a little bit about it. He's had a shop down there. Uh, we love him because he's a big advocate of metal cloak suspension and uh, parts, and uh, just an all around guy who's been around just about everywhere. And I, and uh, well, just without further ado, Andrew, let's roll off road. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, I'm uh, just walking out of the shop and uh getting in some area i can have a nice little conversation how are you guys doing how was all of this oh fantastic how about you what did you do i uh yeah we had a great time so we went out to johnson valley and uh our write-up's coming soon as you guys know in partnership with metal cloak we have the let's roll adventure series which is a very small version of uh of what you guys are doing but you know it gives us a chance to get out there and spend some time with our customers and, and hit our clientele too but so we went out as a pre-run and we got to four wheel around in the snow and six eight inches of powder for three days in johnson valley which i don't think anybody else has ever been able to do so we had a great time out wow. there wow um yeah that's it was incredible it was amazing yeah we well, stepped over on the mountains over by the big bear side and yeah, it was it was unreal I actually saw some photos and some some comments from people on social media, on Facebook and whatnot that were able to go with you guys, and they just had a blast. I mean, it looked like it was a lot of fun. It, it was great. And at the last minute, you know, this is this is traditionally a time we take the families out. But I'm, I'm not going to lie. We kind of sneak the buggies out there and start getting a little pre-run in there, right? So getting able to see <laughs> some, other, some other racers, hang out with the family. But, you know, we're out there in the buggies. And at the last minute, we all chickened out and said, we're bringing Jeeps. You know, the weather's going to be horrible. Families are going to hate us. And uh, we, we loaded up our, our, our Jeeps, you know, pulled them out of the stables and, and went out there and just, I mean, I, I had time in my life out there. It was great. Well, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. So, so, uh, Andrew, let's roll off road. Um, you've got that both with let's roll off road racing and, uh, and let's roll off road the shop. Let's start with the racing. How long have you been doing ultra four and, and where, where did your whole racing world start? I have been in this game a long time. Um, I kind of started in the Ultra 4, uh, more grassroots, you know, started with Dirt Ride, which is a great series to race in, by the way, and stepped my way up, worked my way up into the into the um, King of the Hammers Ultra 4, the true Ultra 4, but similar, similar, similar racing. So anyways, I started racing nine years ago. I did my, or longer than that, shoot, 10 years ago now. I did my first King of the Hammers in 2009. Uh, and that was, that was, I mean, the, the, the times have just changed since then. Well, yeah, 2009. Gosh, I, don't, I don't think I went out there. My first year out there was 2010. And that was still yeah. the Wild West out there, unregulated craziness. So 2009 was, was must have been pretty wild. 
Yep, yep, it was. You know, and then I and I had to take a year year off with uh, the birth of my first daughter in 2010, so I got to watch that from home. My wife wasn't going to let me leave uh, with a baby coming in any day, and, but I was back at it uh, 2011, and I've raced every year since, you know, going into 2020 with a with a you know qualified spot, and you know, hopefully hopefully get that that title under my name one of these days. But you know what? It's I don't I don't do it for the fame and glory. I do it because I love it. I love the sport. I love the racing. Well, yeah. You have do you have multiple cars out there, or do you race multiple cars, or or, or how does that work? I, both, both. So when the classes opened up years ago, we we decided to be the uh, all all in one team, right? So we we were fielding in every category of class, including Europe. Um, and the sport has now grown past that to get into motorcycles and UTVs, uh, and and we've kind of brought that back a little bit. But yeah, so we we still consistently race anywhere between two and three cars under the Let's Roll name. I always race the 4400 car, and I usually trade off on the 4800 class. Um, it's just especially now since I split them a day, it's a lot easier to do it. But racing back to back was was pretty tough for a while. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so this year this year we're definitely bringing two, possibly three. Uh, we're gonna see kind of how it works out. And and yeah, like I said, just go go have a good time and do the best we can. And how's what's your record been as far as finishing over the last? 10 what plus years <laughs> more often more more finishes than not but this year That's is going to be you know we're, we're about tied up now yeah yeah we, uh, <laughs> since, we, <laughs> since we stepped into this this new you know new level we'll call it right getting in the ifs stuff and and really really pushing these cars for wins right i won't lie back in the day we go to finish you know we were we were very proud to be a finishing team now we shifted our focus to go and win, and and by doing that, it's you know it's no different than than throwing money down on a Las Vegas card table, right? You 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 know you're probably not coming home with it, but you're going to give it everything you got. So, uh, the past couple of years, we've you know we've started balancing that scale out. But like I said, with as much history and and uh, uh, consistency we've had in the sport, you know we're always trying to finish. But you know, so this year we'll see. I, I haven't put the strategy together yet. It's honestly one of those things. I usually wake up in the morning in January and I'm, I'm a walker, you know, so I go out pace and, you know, right now I'm even pacing around my yard and, you know, I just one of these, you know, in the morning I'm out walking the dog and I'm like, ah, what are we going to do this year? We're going to win. Okay. Well, you know, cool. We're going to sit in the car. Yeah, well, man, let's go for a finish this year. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I probably won't figure it out until it gets a little closer. Well, you know, well, you, uh, you brought up a couple of things and I, and I think that uh, when I first met you, you were still part of the Dirt Riot series and you were, you were, very successful in those dirt riot uh circles and i i get it like what a great uh point for people to that want to go to something like an ultra four style race or the king of hammers things like that what a great entry point but my question i guess is do, do you miss that like smaller venue the the races where you can go out there and actually have a pretty good chance of winning yeah, yes and no. You know, I, I, I vowed to never go back with the current race car I have, right? It, I, I didn't believe it was in the spirit of that, that level in that league. Um, it's like bringing a, you know, a gun to a knife fight. It just wasn't, it wasn't fair. Now, right. going back to maybe a straight axle car or something a little more toned down, a little less motor, uh, yeah, sure, I do miss it. But, again, it was, it, in my belief was there's a, everybody needs to start somewhere, and I wasn't going to go down to that level just to put trophies on the wall, right? I used that to make 
my debut into call it the big leagues. Uh, you know, I'm not taking anything away from dirt ride. It's a great series, but it, sure. it is, you know, once you move up into that 4,400, you kind of enter that big league mentality. And, and, um, you know, I, I knew, I knew it was going to be an uphill battle. I've had great races and, uh, you know, with the, with the amount of competition and the level of competition in this class nowadays is unreal. So, and that was some of the motivation to put a 4,800 car together. Not only is it good testing, free running, you know, get yourself in, but it also, you know, kind of levels out that playing field a little bit, right? Kind of takes a little bit of money out of the equation. It kind of takes a little bit, you know, it goes back more of a, a, a skill, um, sure. not just not just money and equipment, right? And that's the hard part. This this sport is is just exploded. It's you know, you, you, it takes a lot of dough to keep up with it. So, um, yeah, long-winded question. Do you answer? I miss it. Sure. Do I do? You know, it's something that I, I feel is missing from me. Nah. Gotcha. So, and that was an extension of your, uh, basically, obviously you're, you're in a build world. And we see this a lot and there are, there are racers who are racers um, and just pure and simple racers. There are racers who are in the industry and, uh, and it actually helps extend the industry. Obviously your success or your joy out there uh, on the, the, on the, on the track helps with, people understanding and, tr- and really honestly trusting you to be a great builder. Um, now let's roll off road itself. When did that start? So I started let's roll, um, 2008. Um, yes, 2009. Yep. 2008. So we had our 10 year anniversary last year. I, on, I actually started it out of my two car garage doing, wow. doing work for buddies, selling some parts, um, you know, for some other companies that I believed in. And, and, I go on and on how I kind of quote unquote weaseled my way into here, but you know, I started a lot selling on pirate. I got a vendor account and I just built it from nothing. I had a full-time job back then and uh, about the birth of my first daughter. So 2010, that would have been, uh, she just, my wife looked at me and she said, you got to do one or the other, you know, you're burning the candle on both ends and, and now's the time to do it because she's young, you know, and, and I was scared to death. You know, I was a new dad. I was leaving a, leaving a career. I mean, I, I had a great job. I was doing very good in it, but I, my passion, was just never there. Um, what was your career? I, I, wanted, uh, I was in logistics and operations. Okay. So I, I worked for, most people have heard of it and will laugh when I say it because it doesn't really fit my, my look per se, but I worked for Target. So I ran uh, warehouses and inbound freight for that company for about seven years. Wow. Uh, they recruited oh, wow. me out of college. And I think that's the first time I ever walked in a Target store. They recruited me out of college for an internship and they said, hey, we're going to pay you. And I said, great, let's go. And, and great leadership <laughs> experience, great company. Um, yeah. And, but it just, you know, the management side was a passion of mine. You know, I, I, I have a management degree and, uh, that was a passion leadership. You know, I was in, came out of the military and, um, and, and it just wasn't what I wanted. Right. I always tell people I moved to Arizona. See, I'm not originally from here. Nobody's really from Arizona anyway, but I re- I moved out here because <laughs> this is where I read about in the magazines. Right. When I was a, when I was a high school kid, 16 years old, I'm in the back of English class reading four drive magazines and all I'm seeing is pictures of Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. And the teachers just left me alone. They're like, well, shoot, at least Andrew's reading something, you know, they weren't <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I had just enough, just enough grade to get to ASU. I moved out here sight unseen and I've been in the desert now for 20 years. So, um, 
Yeah, it's, it's been it's been a, this is a lifestyle for me. I still own the first Jeep I ever bought. I bought it when I was sixteen. Uh, it, it's a buggy now, and actually one of my uh, one of the guys that used to work for me, I call him the son I never wanted. He's uh, he's actually a Marine now. He keeps it he keeps it at my shop until he's back from his uh, his four years. But he uh, he now kind of takes over and he's paying me off for it, blah blah blah. But I still own that, and you know I've had a Jeep my whole life. You know this is this is it's a lifestyle, right? So my business is it's more than just work for me. It's a lifestyle, which is unique. Because like you were talking in the race world, you have racers, and a lot of these people are doing it to get away from their reality. I am just amplifying my reality. Right? Mm. People go and race and do this to kind of do something different. Some you know, they don't deal with day to day or or whatever. And then there's some people that race as a business. And I'm I'm different. You know, our shop is is unique. We work on anything wild to mild. I tell people, but racing keeps us at that tip of the spear in the industry. Right? I know it works. I have the right connections to make the calls and have great conversations with other companies to make a better product for our customers. And so that that's kind of what racing does for me. You know, it doesn't directly impact me financially, uh, positively, I'll say, definitely negatively. <laughs> but, but when, uh, you know, when I'm out there racing, it's really testing equipment. It's, it's, it's working with partners in our industry to make better stuff. And at the end of the day, that trickles down to the customer, and I'm on the front line of that, right? Full-service shop, we deal with everything, like I said, wild to mile from, you know, we're doing a transmission swap today, and we have a full custom build going right now that's, you know, borderline amazing. I got two buggies that worked on and, you know, JK is getting custom coilover conversion. So, and everything in between. Well, I think you know. it was about this time last year when I came down with the CTI trader. I can't remember if we did that for the 10 year anniversary or you were just having an open house. Um, well, well, that was kind both, of our okay. brand reopening. We purchased our property last year, so two and a half acres here and uh, right outside Phoenix. Uh, yeah, and you you were you guys were grateful grateful enough or gracious enough to come down and spend spend that time with us. But yeah, did you have a good time? Was that awesome? Oh, so I was gonna say, you know, it was it was number one. It was nice to see you guys and your your staff and your shop now. And and uh, I had been down there once before, kind of knew where it was, but I'd never really got to go do any wheeling. And then. Uh, as I recall, we, we had a little vendor show that, that afternoon, and then the next day we went out, and I think you took us to Ajax? Yep, Ajax Mine out in uh, what we call Florence Junction, Arizona. Great area out there. Beautiful, especially this time of year. It, and it was it was phenomenal. It was uh, it was some of the coolest terrain. I mean, I, I guess it's a little bit of what I picture Arizona being like. But there was some also some some very extreme stuff out there, which uh, I think at one point I I had Spike down there at the time, and I kind of said, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to let you guys go ahead and go down this, and I'm going to go back to the shop." But uh, no, it was it's a fabulous area, and um, you got a wonderful place of business. And like you said, you. Do you do everything mild to wild? And I think you had a little bit of everything in the shop at that time. Yep. Yep. Nope. That was, that was in, you know, again, we just got in our building or we, we were renting here for a while, renting a portion of it. And yeah, you guys should come back. We should put something together and, uh, and partner up and do that again. Cause yeah, it blow your mind. Now we have a, a you know, almost 1500 square foot, square foot showroom. We opened up two more bays, uh, beautiful office when you walk in with some really neat stuff. Uh, yeah, nice. so we're, we're growing right? one step at a time, growing the team. We brought a mechanical engineer. We're going to start coming out with some products that are exciting. Um, just again, we're taking what we already do and just refining it to make it even better uh you know we've added a couple people to our to our team and uh, on the tech side and on the, the management operational side so yeah 
Yeah, we're uh, again just. We always say if we can do this for the rest of our lives, we're gonna we're gonna be happy doing it. We're not we're not here to get rich. We're just here to live our live this lifestyle of off road, uh, such as you guys. Very cool. Well, that's that's it. There's a lot of people that'd be envious of just the ability to do that, to be able to go out there and and you know, if you watch your Facebook, you're you're taking out uh, lately the JT. I've seen uh, quite a few images of that. Now, what did you take down to Johnson Valley? You take the JK. What did you take down? No, I brought the Gladiator out. Nice. That was phenomenal, yeah. So I'm not, you know, I, I have a very abusive mentality when it comes to driving. And, yeah, you guys should check out some of the videos, you know, just blazing up the side of snow-covered hills with a brand-new Gladiator. Um, of course, we have the metal cloak suspension on it, which you guys knocked it out of the park. Um, awesome. But it's pretty mild build so far. You know, we're, we're working our way into it. We have another – we have a lot of cool stuff going on. We, we geared it. We, uh, we have 37s, you know, one of our bumpers winches. But, you know, that thing – was so much fun um, out out in the uh, out out in Johnson Valley. You know, it's it's a great machine. Um, yeah, it's funny. I get mixed reviews on them. Everybody seems to like mine. It's set up, you know, nice. Looks good. Everybody knows they kind of look a little silly stock, right? Nobody's gonna argue that. But <laughs> it looks really nice. But a pure pure Jeep guys are kind of looking at me like, oh, how do you like it? And I'm like, well, I, I personally love it. Right? It, it fits exactly what I want it to do. But in reality, if you want a Jeep, buy a Jeep. And if you want a pickup truck, go buy a pickup truck. If you want both, there is nothing better than this Gladiator. Right? It, it performs like a, like any Jeep I've ever been in, uh, if not better. And I, I, can throw, I can throw stuff in the back of it and go run around. I got it loaded now. I'm starting an elk hunt tomorrow, and I got it loaded full of wood and coolers. And you know, I'm going to take that up and hopefully have a, uh, a nice, beautiful animal in the back of it at the end of the weekend. But <laughs> nice. It's what it's, it's what it's being used for. You know, I'm using it as a truck. We've taken it on a couple trails around here that you you know you've got to see. And um, no, they're phenomenal vehicles. If you know, it, and and the JLs are, are amazing too. I mean, Jeep. I, I I have no affiliation directly with Jeep, but thank you, Jeep, for building us a great vehicle that and, you know hopefully will be around for the next ten years, right? I mean, that seems to be a run of a of a uh, of a Jeep. You know, they usually do about ten year runs, and man, they they knocked it out of the park with these two. That's for sure. So did so did you buy a Sport or did you buy a Rubicon? No, I bought a Rubicon, and uh, gotcha. I was challenged on that again too. You know, oh man, no, you need to have this and that and this and that. Well, my main business is building that upgrade or my main business i guess i should say is upgrading jeeps you know yes we we do do full ground up builds we do exotic stuff but it is the 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 off-roader that wants to drive to work and take it out on the weekends to play so 40 inch tires and these big one-ton axles and such didn't really fit my mold for for my you know day-to-day customer so no i i bought the rubicon for the transfer case uh for the axles you know 37s you can build those to be very reliable and and that's that's where this one will stay. You know, I'm not saying I'm not going to do something different in the future, but for right now, this is this is a Jeep that you you would see driving down the street wherever you live. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. So you with the, the so, you know you obviously just gave the Gladiator a whole bunch of praise. How long have you had yours? I've had mine now. I bought it in October. About twenty four, twenty five hundred miles on. It. So in in compared to that to very you know, your very what was your very first Jeep? Uh, nineteen ninety three YJ. <laughs> mine too. Mine too. I, that was my my love. My ninety three YJ. Yeah, square headlights for life, please. Yeah, yes, you know, <laughs> square headlights for life. Yeah, you know something about it. Hey, did you see that? Uh, speaking of gladiator, there's that gladiator that was at SEMA 
that they did the YJ front grill on. It's gotten some I, press on it. It was it was oh. pretty pretty interesting looking, pretty cool. Oh, I got to check it out. I like how they brought back the old school front clips and hoods, but no, I did not see that. I'm going to have to look that one up. I'm going to show it to my wife because she's going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) You are not doing that to this truck. For the record, she made me buy an automatic. I wanted to be the only guy in the world that bought a manual Gladiator Rubicon. (laughs) Just because I love driving manual Jeeps. That probably would have been one of those things you'd order and it'd take six months to get. Well, you can always convert it. You have a shop. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny that they're, they're starting to see manuals pop back up. I just saw Porsche uh, do their limited run of a manual transmission in in one of their, I think, the Carrera. Um, nice. It's going to be interesting to see if that starts becoming a trend where more and more people go back to doing uh, manuals because it seems to have been the complete trend that now they're everybody's doing the the doing automatics with a little bit of the selectomatic, whatever it is. But, um, but you know, I think it'll be, if it's a trend, it's going to be a trend for us old guys. Yeah. 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 I I definitely think it's a generational trend for sure. I never had so much fun in our JK, our 2009, uh, when it was a stick, when we threw the LS in there, we threw an automatic in and you just don't have that much control over it, you know? And I've known some guys in the 4,500 class, like, uh, VP racing, Veroza and Pacheco and you know, their, their TJ, which is now baby Jeep racing is still a manual. You know, most other guys racing out there, they'll throw the automatics in and they do all that. But, um, you know, I just felt like you always, I, I, I like the control of a manual over anything else. Yeah, just something about being in a Jeep shifting gears, you know. Again, for me, it brings me back to when I was younger. Yeah. Right? And I learned how to drive on these things. So, you know, you pull the doors off that thing and cruise around on a nice day grabbing gears. Nobody's going to argue the fact in the in the off-road world or rock crawling, let's say, an automatic just performs better. But as far as just fun, put a smile on your face driving, there's nothing like shifting gears. Well, you know, and I, used to, I used to have this philosophy that, that – especially because I had the YJ um, and, and, the, and the JK with the, with the manual, that I liked a manual for going downhill, you know, like an automatic for going uphill. But now the quality of the, of the automatic transmissions, like even in the JL, they still get that engine compression going downhill, so it's almost like that, that, that point is moot. Have you tried the hill assist yet? Uh-huh. Oh, so there's a little button on there, and it's one of those that you're looking at, and you're like, I'm never going to use that. I know exactly. I used it this weekend. That uh-huh. thing is cool. That's really it's cool. pretty amazing. It, it, it is amazing. Like, I, I was, I was, I, I'm embarrassed to say this publicly. That hill assist is cool, and I'm going to use it all the time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you got it in low, and you're going down. And at first, it was going too slow, and I had a buddy with a JL. We just built those that was running around with us. And he's like, no, just start shifting your uh, – your little whatever they call it, triptonic shifter, and it'll increase your speed. And it starts you at like 0.3 miles an hour, and then you hit it up to two, and it goes to, you know, a, a mile an hour, and it has this range. But I mean, you feel the brakes working, and you got tons of tons of that 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 hold back. You know that that old feeling like you were talking about when you're sitting in first gear cruising down a hill. It's doing it all for you in the automatic with the ABS system. It was really neat, really neat. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, okay, now I got to go out and try it. Now so, you got to uh, try it. Yeah. Once I get clearance with the doctor to start driving again, jeez, this is boring. <laughs> uh, man, I like can't even drive, can't wheel. Although he, I don't know if they s- compare on the road versus off road versus snow. I mean, we got snow up here in the mountains now, and I want to get out so bad. 
Uh, ah, you're close, right? You're doing pretty good from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get there. We'll get there. But yeah. it's all been good. And and for all those that have posted well wishes on my Facebook page and seen the uh, seen the pictures, uh, you know, the, the MRI scans, and I'm going to post – we're supposed to get an MRI in uh, in about a week, week and a half to get the, the follow-up MRI. And at that time, I will post those images as soon as I get them, so we can everybody can see the before and after, and uh, and and just see that. Yep, I'm still here. I'm not that crazy. I swear. <laughs> as long so. as they don't show a portion of your brain that's missing, I mean, then because then we all well, then it'll all just make sense. Yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, you know, some people be really embarrassing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> What is it? Uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh says with half of his brain tied behind his back. I like to say with half my brain missing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so, just noticing here that Andrew's doing a little bit of manufacturing. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah. We started up a uh, a little uh, offshoot, right? So we're, we're we're starting to roll out. Let's roll manufacturing. And cool. again, that that's, that's nothing but uh, it's going to be. Oh, hold on real quick. There you go. Sorry, I had another call coming in. I had to throw them on hold. Um, oh, good. It's, it's going to be refining what we already do. Uh, we've, we've just recently launched some bumpers, um, some swing outs, some little unique products like that in the Jeep world. And it's going to be refining all the stuff we already do, right? We have some really, really... Um, I'm just going to say trick suspension components, uh, some really unique stuff that we do that unfortunately I've never been able to put them in a box. I have a hard time selling them because we're the kind of the only ones that know how to make them fit work. Right. But we have steering kits and we have, we have all these really neat products and this process is going to be refining that and getting them out on the market. Well, nice. Right, you have a you have a full machine shop, right? Yeah, I won't call it a full machine shop, but yeah, we have we have a plethora of machines here. Um, Lays, mills, uh, plasma machines, um, a lot of CNC equipment, you know, iron workers, some, you know, manual stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. I hey, did say you say before you were doing some enough? You, we can do whatever done, we want. But. You've done some manufacturing for some of the other shops around the area. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We partnered with some shops around around the local area and, and a couple around the country, um, and we're going to expand on that. Right? We're not, you know, I'm not going to lie. We're not competing against Metal Cloak and your product. We're competing against other stuff, right? Coil over conversion kits and right. You know, the, the really extreme side of this sport. Right? We're refining that tree a little bit. That's awesome. Well, you know, and that's that's again that comes back to the experiences you have by being on the tip of the spear out there racing 4,400 class, you know, brings back the knowledge that you can use to then make those kind of kits better. Um, Cause we see a lot of that, you know, some of these bolt on kits and, and especially on the coilover side, going to JKs or jails and these bolt on kits that are just, uh, you know, you, you look at them and go, yeah. just why does somebody think that works? And yeah. uh, you, you yep. see it on the trailer, Corey, all the time. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and- it's it's that whole, uh, again, a really good salesman at some of these places, I think, because if people really understood suspension geometry, there's no way. But hopefully uh, Andrew's going to be uh, assisting in changing some of that. Yeah, yeah. And we're just, you know, we're just trying to squeak out more performance, right? I've always noticed a lot of these companies that are putting out these products, they put them out to make them easy, 
Uh, and they're and they're really overlooking the performance side, and we're going to do the opposite. We're focused purely on performance, and it's going to be this to put them in, right? There's going to be fabrication. There's going to be cutting. There's going to be a lot of work. Um, Perfect. But you Perfect. net you net that twenty thirty percent more performance that these other guys just aren't giving you. Right. Well, that's awesome. So you come out with the performance. You start doing the manufacturing. You're really kind of going with F- let's roll into. becoming a brand that is, uh, you know, synonymous with quality. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what we, that's what we strive to do. You know, this, this business is more than just me. Um, We, we only partner with quality partners, right? Uh, You know, I can praise you guys to the high heavens. If you like me to just let me go. Cause I can, I can tell everybody about (laughs) your product. I'm an expert, but that's the nice thing about me and my company. I, I can choose exactly what we want to sell. I don't go after the margins. I go after the quality of product, right? Even though I might make less or it might be harder, I'm going to focus on selling that customer a high quality product. I tell my, you know, I tell customers when they walk in the door, a lot of people are like, Oh, we just found out about you. We wish you knew, we knew you earlier. We've been there. We've been there. And you know, I don't need to name shops or anything. And I tell them, yeah, we're the shop after you've seen that shop. Um, you know, we want to change that. So we want to be your first uh, point of contact. But a lot of these, these companies are putting out sub quality stuff to make more money, make more margin again, easier to install, whatever it is. They're, they're, they're after the, the, the bottom line of the dollars. I, after quality and repeat business, right? Word of mouth is everything nowadays. Absolutely. Yep. So we, you know, and then my, that's, that's, that's our, I don't have a fancy slogan for that yet, but you know, we are, we are the shop you see after you've seen the other shops and you know, when you come see us, you are going to get the best quality product at this exact time, right? Five years from now, we might be, Hey, we might have some different stuff, but you know, whatever the best you can buy today for the best price, and we will give you the best service on my end, is what you get from me. Well, that's great. I, and I will say that there has been changes in the Arizona market. That's an easy way to put it. Um, shops, you know, changing over time. And it seems to be that you have been able to uh, maintain and grow and benefit uh, from those changes in the area. Yep. Yep. We, uh, I've partnered with a few other shops, um, and, and we're bringing that under one name. We've done that. We've made some big moves there. Uh, again, I, I feel we, I'm not going to be cocky. It's not a cocky thing, but I'm not, you know, I'm not, um, I, I don't feel we have much competition in our market here. Um, because of what we do, there's shops that do other stuff very good. And there's other off, you know, off road shops, but they don't, they don't offer what we offer, right? They're not full service. They might be able to do a lift kit, but they can't do the custom steering, right? So yeah. And it's working with great partners, you know, that's a nice thing. I always believe in, in good, healthy relationships. And if there's a problem, we call each other up and work it out, you know, whether it's a vendor, whether it's a competitor, whether it's, you know, wherever, whoever it's going to be, you know, making those calls and, and having these relationships or what, what it's all about at the end of the day, working together in, in the industry. Well, and then you, and talk about partnerships, like for instance, you have an event coming up. Um, let's t- talk about that. Uh, so this weekend we have the Arizona Off Road Expo 
every year around this time, and, and we do. We partner with Metal Cloak um, as, as one of our primaries. We've um, same, shameless shop plug here. We are going to be offering a, a special discount, which we're releasing here soon, for uh, for Metal Cloak products. Not only not only uh, products, but service on the other end. We're doing discounted labor rates on our side to to kind of sweeten the deal for for the holidays. And yeah, it's going to be a great event. We've now worked together what two years? I think we started last year and, and did this. And um, it's nice to be a representative of so many good products in in our area and be the face and so we'll be there friday to sunday and it's it's yeah it's probably one of the better events in the country if you haven't been to this one hey, it's in arizona it's a beautiful time of the year um you know up in scottsdale you know you can't beat that town and and you know just yeah it, good, it's good stuff. it's a great location uh you know last year i drove out there in our jl um and uh and brought it out there and put it on display and and just to check out the event it was definitely packed um other than the fact that you have uh some guys out there with their um their atv sound systems oh yeah remember <laughs> yeah. That? That, that, uh, that was horrible yeah the, the, the you know the official loudest atv in arizona sign on it or something oh, right? God. yeah right yeah. across from us that was tough and as soon as you start, as soon as you start talking to somebody's boom, it gets turned on. But other than that, it was great. Yeah, you know, all the great manufacturers there, some really awesome stuff to take a look at, and uh, it was just great, you know, talking to people and and uh, being able to um, to look at it, and discuss and and uh, talk about product and all that kind of stuff. We're not making it out this year, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, but uh, but we're still partnering with you and and working with you, having a, a you know the discount out there and be able to to uh offer things up for the customers and and uh you know last year uh was it uh yukon uh was the other um uh, one of the yep. other partners and are yep. they coming out this year again yukon yep yukon will be there with us again this year we uh we have a little bit of new right you know i'm always proud to say we're we, we keep these solid relationships and we just add to them so we have some new companies coming out that i'm, I'm slowly releasing this week and then releasing cool. the deals um cool. but yeah yeah it's going to be a great event we got a bigger booth this year we uh um, hopefully, I have a nice spot. I think we're bringing three vehicles. We got a, a really nice built JK. We got a nice JL, and um, I have a really sweet uh, uh, one-ton coilover stretch LJ. I'm bringing out uh, oh, wow. a nice build. So we're gonna have we have three vehicles this year. Um, everybody's kind of bummed I'm not bringing the Gladiator, but it's still a work in progress, right? I'm, I'm the painter <laughs> that lives in the ugly house, right? And my, my stuff always gets worked on last, but we have some, some nice, nice stuff to show off like the full line of what we do in these other Jeeps. So, and the gladiator's got to put an elk in the back. So I got to use that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. So cool. I'm glad you're, you know, doing that and always happy to partner with you. And, and let's talk about your events too. Cause that's, you did uh, what three this year? Or four. Yep. So three. So the Let's Roll Adventure series presented by Metal Cloak, right? That was that was you know another growth phase. So the past two years I've been really focused on the growth. Let's grow the business. Let's grow the facility. Let's grow our team, uh, and let's grow what we do. Racing is obviously the nucleus of our marketing, but let's grow out past that. And you know the the, the overlanding lifestyle, the recreational four wheeling lifestyle that that's huge, and that's honestly our root. So I, you know, did some soul searching and drilled deep and said let's get this going. So yeah, we. We've, we've we we last year was kind of the um, uh, more of a soft launch, right? We had a Easter egg hunt, we'll call it, uh, in in the low desert, 
which was fantastic, um, where we actually went out and hid prizes. And then we were, you know, we released the clues, right? We didn't give you a roadmap, but we gave you enough information that you and your teams or your friends or your families or however you do it could go out and participate on your own. Um, then we did one up in the high desert. Uh, you know, we were running around seven, eight, 9,000 feet, which a lot of people don't realize exists in Arizona. Um, right. Uh, this, this Johnson Valley one was, was, uh, another one we're going to bring in. And then we're big, I'm a big fan of Mexico. I just love that country. I love the culture and we're obviously neighbors here in Arizona and we've done some stuff down there. So we're going to grow on that for 2020. Um, there's a couple different directions. We're going to start, um, including a lot more outside, uh, uh, friends we'll call them. Right. So people, people will be invited or can, can, can take these trips with us. Um, and, and just, just, you know, go to, you know, get down to our roots of what we do, right. Just the fun outdoor activities, you know, a little bit of camping, a little bit of rock crawl, a little bit of, you know, high speed desert. And I'm trying to build these, these trips to be two, three days long. So something that, the you know average Joe can do in a weekend with his buddies, you know, or his family. So. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I might have to take you up and, and uh, try to hit that Mexico one. Um, Absolutely, I'll, I'll, I'll put you in offline because I don't want to ruin the surprise yet. But that one might be a couple extra days. I got I got a small little loop we want to do, and then I got one that is going to be a little longer and goes a little deeper and gets to see some of the really nice sites. If you haven't been to that country, it's a beautiful country. Yeah, my my experience in Mexico has been, uh, of course, Tijuana, which everybody really yeah. has, and then and then Ensenada when going on the. Uh, on the uh the cheap um cruise down to yeah the booze cruises yep. yeah exactly exactly best way to describe it um yep. you know <laughs> so, nah, it sounds like a lot of fun so you know that's that's great be able to do that and you know we're seeing more and more of that you know we started doing the modern jeeper adventures and and uh and you're really seeing that more and more and to me that's exciting it's exciting that there are so many people out there who are hungry for adventure uh, hungry for an opportunity to go with a group to do um some things and and, and the, these these small intimate groups like we do and like you're doing to me it, it's the most fun and most enjoyable because you don't get lost in a, in a, in a crowd you get to actually spend some time to yeah, make some lifelong friends and, and enjoy things together yep and it forges forges the relationships and it you know reminds us of why we do it and we, all of us, me included, you, you know, our customer, uh, we work our tail off Monday through Friday to be able to do this stuff Saturday and Sunday or right. whatever That's your right. schedule may be. But, you know, that we're all the same. We're all, every, everybody I've ever met in this sport is woven from the same cloth, you know, male, female, black, white, doesn't matter. We're all the same person. Uh, and that's what makes our community great. You know, it's that's- interesting to me. I had a little bit of a, of a light bulb come on the last couple of weeks and, and we, we, tend to spend so much time doing trails that we've done, you know, over and over and over. Um, but the, what changes what's really cool about some of these adventures and getting groups of people together is those trails are different if you go with a different group of people and it's amazing. It's the same dirt, it's the same rocks, it's the same obstacle yet it's a different I don't know. It's just a different uh, perspective that gets brought to everybody in the group. And I've been with, you know, three and four of the same people doing those same trails. And yet there'll be one or two new people involved in that group. And it just becomes a whole new experience. It's pretty eye-opening. Yep. Isn't that amazing? 
Yeah, it, it's and that's what's amazing about this idea of this lifestyle that we have and these jeeps that we have and just how what you can do and it's 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 almost limitless. You know, you talk about going out there and doing these these combination rock crawling and high speed events, and it kind of brings me back to you were saying a few minutes ago about going off on on medical products. But I would like you to kind of touch on one thing because I think it's 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 to me it's pretty it's pretty interesting and pretty special because uh, you know for our listeners and this would be a purely a medical plug, Andrew. Um, you know, loves the game changer suspension, but you specifically pair it with um, ADS racing shocks, right? And, I do, uh, I do, and, and that's and you've specifically tuned those shocks, and we've referred people over to you for for this specifically. You've you've tuned them uh, to work well with that suspension to the point that you described to me once, like being out there and doing some desert racing and just blowing away the pre runners. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty funny when you uh when you're out there with the Jake I mean, I had a I had a JK two and oh eight manual and you're you're running with some purpose built we'll call them just strict desert machines and you're you're bouncing along next to them, UTVs even, um, with, with the you know, with a full size Jeep, you know, and your family in the back and the dog and the you know, the cooler and you're heading out to the beach or whatever, you know. It's it's so we the game changer is hands down, it's a slam I you know, I'm not I'm not embarrassed to say it and it's not, you know, anything other than the truth. It's a slam dunk deal for me. Um the price point's right. I can put it on a customer's vehicle. I can make relatively good money doing it, and I guarantee that customer's happy. I, I have a hundred percent guarantee that I tell my customer, if you are not happy with this suspension and in love with it, by the time you hit the end of my street, turn that Jeep around, bring it back, and I'll put whatever I took off on for free. And I've never had anybody take me up on it. Um, and then we just took it a step further, working with ADS to come out with a with another shock package. And again, that came out of the racing side, um, a shock package for this vehicle. Um, we we have the JKs dialed and the, the JLs. We're we're working on the Gladiators. You're next, obviously, right? So I want them on mine. I was out in Johnson Valley, uh, pretty pretty disappointed when my buddies were clipping past me with their with their nice shocks. But um, uh, you know, for for out of the factory, the truck did fine. But uh, you know, anyways, it's it's just a lot of R and D. And again, it gets it just shows the level of effort that we're putting in behind the products that we, we believe in. So yeah, it's, they're, it's a home run kit. That's for sure. Well, that's what makes everybody right away, right? The price point's not cheap. And what I tell people is fine. Start with, start you, let's start you with a, with a uh, rock sport shock. No problem. But then, you know, I consider that a throwaway shock. You know, you use it for its lifespan, and eventually, you know, they're non-rebuildable. It's a you know great shock for the for the price. It's tuned for your suspension for what you're trying to do. But when you when you when you run that life out of that shock, then we step you up into something else, and 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 it's this ADS package. Nice, nice. You've been working with ADS for a while. Long time, yeah. Probably like eight, ten years, likely. Um, yeah, they're a great company. They're they're local, so that helps. Uh, when I mean local, two hours away down in Tucson, which is you know next town down. But uh, yeah, no, great company, small company, right? They're they they believe in a quality product. They don't have a low end product. We we talked about it. Uh, hey, let's get something else, maybe a little lower end that hits a different price point. And they just said, nope, we're sticking with what we do. Everything you get, you pull apart. You pull apart the shocks that I'm selling you for your your JL. It's the same internals as what I have on my Ultra Four car. Different sizing, obviously, right? I run bigger right. stuff on on the big race cars, but you know, as far as how, how the parts are made, the quality of parts, the materials, everything—it's the same exact part. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, That's why I perform so well. 
Well, and that's what makes your shop so unique and, and traveling across the country and, and making stops at some of our jobbers. And one of the things that's, I mean, the most unique thing about your shop and, and you and, and the guys that work for you is that you have a different perspective, that you're, you're not just doing the, um, the guy who comes in and wants that bolt-on suspension kit and wants good performance. Yep, you can take care of that guy, but you have the knowledge to take it to that next step and give the customer what they want. And that's part of what's missing at a lot of these shops and the guys who got into the, the sport of the industry or, you know, they want to do, guys want to do brakes and do tire rotations. That's a different shop. Yep. Yep. We'll do it. Obviously, if, if you know, if some, we're doing a gears or a lift and somebody's in need of that, yeah, sure. We'll call them up, help them out. You know, we're sure. capable of doing it. Um, but yeah, you know, again, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I always tell customers, you know, especially the new ones, uh, to help, you know, instill some trust is I, you know, I have a crystal ball under my desk and I can see where you're going to be in a couple of years. And, <laughs> and my job is to make sure you get there in the proper steps. Right. And I don't care if you come once, and and we just do a nice build out for you and send you down the road and you're completely happy or you come back 10 times as long as we're always going the right direction not going backwards financially you know or not, or not much right so we talk sure. through the options we talk through the different styles we talk through you know the whole gauntlet and i help build this this whole package um because not everybody's going to come in and be able to spend you know thousands and thousands on on these vehicles right they got to start somewhere and i i did right you did we all started somewhere and i treat every customer like i i want to be treated Cool. No, that's it. That's the golden rule right there. So, you know, one of the things we were gonna we we, we generally do is we have a tech tip of the week. Now, um, my thought was, hey, let's talk to Andrew and see what tech tip of the week he has. But we didn't talk about this ahead of time. So now I'm gonna throw it out to you. I'm putting you on the spot. Tech tip of the week, Andrew. Is there something that you've run into just let's just look this last week or just recently that you thought, you know what, people need to know about this? Oh, I have a million things, but you definitely got me on the spot. <laughs> I mean, I, could, I got so many, so many tips. Um, I don't know, suspension related? Or give me, give me something to go off of here. So, so hey, well, let's look at it. You do a shop. A lot of times, come in. You know, steering seems to be something you have a lot of, of focus on because of your own components and things like that. Um, you know, Carrie, we we even we, have we ever really talked about death wobble? Did we do Ooh, one of death wobble? I, I'll be. I could be your death wobble expert. I get them in let's, here every day. Yeah, that's what I figured. So let's let's talk te- death wobble. Let's talk about death wobble, diagnosing death wobble. Obviously, there's so many different directions you can go with that, but because it's a thousand possible things. But go, let's go with it. Let's let's talk tick tip yep. about death wobble. So the death wobble again. The, the our market is is full of jeeps. You see them everywhere driving around here. So. And who knows where they were built first? Nobody has a stock Jeep, uh, so they're always, you know, always slightly modified. Um, I, like I said, I love when other shops put their stuff on, or even a dealer, because that's just future business for me. But so when my customer calls and says that they have death wobble, they need my help. I have them bring it over, <clears throat> and the tech tip that the tech tip that I would say is probably the, the best thing or easiest way to find it is use your hands. Um, put the vehicle in park, uh, turn the key in the on position and work the steering wheel back and forth without the motor running. So therefore you don't have the, the, you know, the, the steering working, uh, but it's enough to, to have the tires grab the asphalt and use your fingers and touch, um, different components. Uh, it's usually a track bar. Um, 
right? I mean, that's probably the biggest cause. It could be ball joints, even though people sometimes argue with me and say ball joints don't cause death wobble. Ball joints absolutely do cause death wobble. Absolutely. Uh, tie, tie rod ends, uh, sector shafts as steering boxes. And the movement, you're, you're actually, you're, you can feel it before or easier than you can see it. So you touch the bracket and you touch the component, and you will feel if there's any movement at any level. Um, and that, that's, that's where we start. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just a simple, simple way of, of checking it. So I don't know. Is that a good tip, tech tip for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and let's touch on the ball joints. Cause we see that all, you know, we get a lot of calls from people, uh, did this, did this, did this change up. And it, you know, it goes everywhere. And when we're dealing with it, when, when, when they're calling us about it, like I just put your suspension on, or I just put so you're on and I'm getting death wobble. And we and yep. usually you ask the questions. Okay, what else have you done? Well, I also put tires on at the same time. Okay, you know we start looking at tire pressure. We start looking at what tires they are because there's different tires and different models that can create different issues. Balance on the wheels. What wheels are they using? Um, did they properly balance them? How how you know all that kind of stuff. Um, and ball joints. I mean, yeah. ball joints, yeah. especially after you know JK was notorious after about forty fifty thousand miles. If somebody hasn't changed the ball joints, there's going to be issues there. Yeah, yeah. So death wobble, you know, nine times out of ten is not caused by one thing. And like right. you, you hit the nail on the head. You can you put your your suspension in your track bar. You've now shored up those parts, right? Those parts are designed to not wear out. They're a lot stiffer, and it just brought the problem. Uh, more to the surface, right? So before everything was kind of wore out and you have to kind of pinpoint uh, by going through these steps of where are the problems coming from? And I tell people, you know, look, this is, you know, we give them long lists and they're like, really? I just did ball joints. And you're telling me they're bad. Well, they're not bad, but there is a little bit of play. And the problem is, is all these other wore out parts have, have uh, amplified the, the speed of the rate these ball joints wear out at, you know, so that's that's the problem is sometimes you need to throw a lot of stuff at it to get it 100% right. Now, my goal is to get somebody out of here at a, at a fair price or as, as cheap as I can, really, um, but at the same time, I need to fix their problem. Um, but there's 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 no way to, to check life, but I've seen that a million times where you put a, a nice, sturdy, brand new part in and it amplifies the problem someplace else. Uh, so, yeah, ball joint steering, a, a big one, sector shafts on JK Gear boxes right they they put that gearbox way up in this nice big long sector shaft and there's there's a lot of play in those things um i always i always question tire balance uh the first thing i, I ask is is when a customer's coming over to diagnose a, a death wobble issue is when when was the last time you got your tires balanced right because that's that's some stuff that you want to you, know, you got to start at the, at the bottom to work your way up um yeah, I mean it, it happens constantly. We, it's been the opposite. I put brand new ball joints in, and somebody's like, "Oh, now I got to wiggle in my steering wheel." Well, the ball joints are tighter. Uh, that's right. again, I'm gonna just you know home run your product again. That that track bar you guys have, I mean, I I, I keep them on the shelf, right? They they they're hands down better than everybody else's between the joint and the material you're making these bars out of being nice and stiff. Um, they're hands down. I mean, they're the fix for any other track bar I've ever had to pull off. Oh, wow. So many, so many guys are not, you know, there's, like you said, it could be a combination of so many things. And when something loosens up um, or you, or you fix one of those pieces, well, then that amplifies and, and sends a lot of the issues to the part that's really the issue. Um, you know, yeah. even bolt holes wallowing out and things like that, it, it becomes, 
you, you really do. I love your approach to put your hands on it and look at it. See what's moving around. Those are your issues. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, especially if you're going to have a shop fix it, it's less expensive to, to tackle two or three of these things. So if I'm talking to my customer, okay, well, your track bars wore out. You know, we should probably put, you know, we'll put a metal cloak one on. You know, you got a couple control arms that are starting to wear out. And your ball joints are, you know, so-so. I, I do not have an x-ray vision to tell you how wore out your ball joints are. But sometimes when you're doing all this work, ask the shop. Uh, maybe they'll give you a deal on replacing this because, you know, if, if you're at the point where you're having these problems try to go after it get it all knocked out start fresh and then you have a nice jeep for a long time there you go well, well said well said well that's great thank you andrew great tech tip glad you uh you stepped up and put on the spot um and uh wow it's just been another great interview huh yes definitely well you know andrew is a great guy we, uh you know We've we've been fortunate to have him as a partner. Fortunate to have Metal Cloak to have uh, have him uh, uh, hawking our stuff out there, and uh, just you know one of the, one of the I could say one of the good guys of the industry because there's a lot of great people out there, but there are some people that just stand up above the rest. And and Andrew, I've always felt that way about you. So appreciate thank having you as a partner. Appreciate having you here. And thank you so much for being on this podcast. Well, yep. is there anything Andrew, you'd like to share? Oh, I'm sorry. No, Go ahead. Say that no, again. Just thank, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for being a great partner to us and thanks for making a good product, right? It makes my job easy, but no, again, no, thank, thank you. Thank you guys for the time. This is a lot of fun. Um, if anybody has any questions, you can reach out to me personally. Most people know how to get a hold of me, but you know, Facebook, yeah. email, my cell phone's on the internet, right? That is everybody that calls my shop goes right to my, me. That's how I want to keep it. So if anybody ever has any questions, reach out. All right. Well, I'll make sure. What's the phone number, Andrew? Uh, my phone number is 480 Email is uh, andrew at letsrolloffroad.com. It's uh, L-E-T-Z-R-O-L-L-O-F-F-R-O-A-D. Yeah, that's Andrew McLaughlin. You can find uh, Let's Roll Offroad and Let's Roll Offroad Racing. What's your primary Facebook page? Is Let's Roll Offroad Racing? Both, both. We we, we okay. use both equally. Um, we are kind of rant, trying to push a little more into the just a generic Let's Roll Offroad and then funnel everything out through there. But, yep, both. They're just different marketing platforms. That's awesome. I try to not bore people that are into racing with standard shop stuff, and I don't want to overwhelm, you know, standard shop customers with racing, right? Because I want people to know we do it all. So, and for our fans out there, do you just, like, is your customer base just there in Arizona, or have you gotten to the point where people are sending rigs to you from, from other parts of the country? I mean, I've, I've had vehicles from other countries uh, come to us. So, but you know, our main base is the Southwest. We, we, we do obviously everything, everything in Arizona. We bleed a lot into Nevada, Southern California, a little bit of Colorado, New Mexico. Uh, but I've had them from every state in the country, including Canada, Mexico, Europe. Um, yep. So we work, you know, we'll work with anybody. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you again, Andrew and uh, Corey, anything you want to add before we uh, wrap up this amazing episode? Well, I'm kind of bummed that I'm not going to get to see him this uh, to see Andrew this week. Um, you know, I hope the event goes good, and and uh, I hope there's a ends up with a, an animal in the back of that gladiator. Um, maybe on the maybe on my next pass down through, I'll definitely. Well, we'll we'll make arrangements. We'll get uh, we'll get back down to Mesa, and we'll do an event at your shop. Um, and uh yeah we'll we'll figure something out for for next year well you know there's there's always a possibility i'm gonna throw this out at both of you just because you're going to be there and i know you already have your schedule all set up Corey, for your trip down to tucson but you know i think your event you're going to is it just a saturday event or is it saturday and sunday 
just Saturday. Well, you know, in the expo out there is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you could always head up and check it out at the expo on uh, on Sunday. That's true. Uh, and uh, go out there. I'm sure Andrew can throw a couple passes your way and um, and maybe check it out and, and see what it's like. But uh, I may just do that. <laughs> not to put Come on up, spot. spend some time. I'll have uh, four four for my team there um, all through the weekend. So come say hi. Great group. Cool. That's awesome. Well, uh, Corey, another great episode. And uh, anything else you want to throw out there before we wrap up? No, I think we're good. Fantastic. Well, as everybody knows, you can wrap up and uh, find us on Facebook at Modern Jeeper. Uh, check out our website, modernjeeper.com, for the latest and greatest news about jeeping, off-road, land use, motorsports, all that great stuff. Modernjeeperforum.com to share your questions and get some answers. As well as uh, Corey, uh, you can find him not only through Modern Jeeper, um, as well as uh, Corey at metalcloak.com, Mattson at metalcloak.com, and of course, Metalcloak, uh, our primary sponsor here uh you can find us at uh metalcloak.com and at metalcloak on facebook well again uh it's been another fantastic episode i think i've said this the three times which i'll blame it on the medication i'm on <laughs> but uh uh you know everybody out there be safe have fun uh enjoy the holidays and we'll see you on the rocks cheers This podcast will self-destruct in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.